0: On the Grindhouse Girls podcast, we discuss all things spoopy, scary, and strange. Some content may be disturbing or graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas, Grindhouse Girls friends and fam. When we think about the great horror Christmas films, there's a few contenders that come to mind. The original Black Christmas, Krampus, Gremlins, maybe Nightmare Before Christmas, if you really wanna stretch it. Well, in comes a young director from Texas who was handed a script, a home invasion movie set during the holidays, and noticed there was a great potential. It just needed to be tweaked a little bit. He would work with the original writer and together they created a story, one that would subvert the home invasion genre of horror while also paying homage to Home Alone, and boom, another Christmas horror classic was born.
1: Featuring a talented young cast who helped the director mold and rewrite their characters, the movies would go on to get a standing ovation during its premiere, as well as early critical and audience acclaim. However, the film would still become a box office failure, only recouping $188,000 of a $3 million budget. Luckily, in the age of streaming, new interest would be garnered when the film would be picked up on VOD and the Shutter app, where last Christmas, two certain hosts of a certain podcast would see it and have to text one another about it. Of course, we are talking about 2016. Better watch out. Welcome. This is the Groundhouse Girls Podcast.
0: This is Katie. Happy Holidays!
1: Hi, I'm Brittany.
0: Happy Holidays! Um, I am joined by Gizmo, who's trying to find a comfy spot behind my butt in my chair, (laughs) if you hear a little puppy. Um, How are you, Brett?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually joined by uh, Tyrion. He is the youngest (gasps) of my three kitty cats, but he's still almost 10 years old at this point, but he's actually sleeping very soundly in my lap, but i can't complain how I can't are you believe doing Katie? ten yeah yeah he's uh he will have him i'm trying to think is it eight years next may so eight years next may he we adopted him when he was Aww. two so
0: yeah oh yeah because you guys got him no canada was when you got him when you when you and taylor started dating so Tyrion's yeah. a little younger
1: yeah, so Canada, Taylor adopted Canada the week we started dating, which is really crazy. So uh, technically, she's his cat, but uh, only by a week. So <laughs> <laughs> only oh by a gosh. week. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, today has definitely been a no bones day for Britt and I. We've both had chaos in our lives personally, but we're we're fine. We're rallying. Uh, I had a fridge malfunction like right before we I, we were getting on the podcast, and Gizmo was being kind of um he's being a little little uh troublemaker, but it's fine. Um, now he's decided to sleep in a little circle behind my butt. Um, so I'm sitting on the edge of my chair because we do that for our pets, right, y'all? That's um, true. but yeah, I'm I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Uh, holiday season. Is upon us. Um, Hanukkah's already passed, so happy Hanukkah. If y'all uh, celebrate Hanukkah, Kwanzaa and Christmas have... Wait, Kwanzaa doesn't come for until after Christmas, right? I'm trying to
1: remember. Then, I feel May bad Christmas. Christmas. I should know that.
0: I know. Um, I, I, I ordered Christmas cards that... Uh, Brittany and Taylor actually took pictures of me and Gizmo for my Christmas card, and I ordered yeah. them. They're supposed to arrive yesterday, but then they got delayed, so I don't know when I'm actually getting them. So Aww. I'm hoping this week because I would like to mail them out this week,
1: but yeah. we shall
0: see. We shall see. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone's having a good holiday season. Um, have you seen any any good movies lately?
1: Brent? Uh, so so uh, as far as what we watched, so I actually because we're in holiday season, you probably feel this, Katie. Um, especially with doing the podcast and working full time, it's like. I did have a lot of extra free time this week. However, I did watch Passing. That's on Netflix. So, oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's not a very long movie. I felt like maybe an hour and 30 or an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, it's a very quiet dramatic film uh it's very pretty the movie is absolutely it has this gorgeous black and white cinematography which i think is interesting because belfast yeah which i saw a couple weeks ago also has a gorgeous black and white cinematography uh the acting's really good um it's just it's mm-hmm. quiet so that's where i'm like i couldn't recommend it to everybody but it's still it's a good movie and i mean you know i'm a sucker for i'm a sucker for good acting and just pretty movies so i would definitely recommend it I don't want to spoil too much about it. Um, right. But it's very interesting because the director is a woman. I think her name is Rebecca Hall. And I think she... I, I could be wrong, but I feel like she is actually a white lady. And um, in real uh, real life, I guess, there was some family history. Of maybe she had some relatives back in the day that uh, that could pass. Which we say that uh, back... Back in the day, and this movie takes place about 100 years ago now, there are certain African-Americans, because their skin was so light, they could pass for white. And that's like, there's, the whole premise of the movie is that this lady runs into her friend from childhood who passes for white. Which is very interesting because I feel like you can look at these women and tell um, they're African-American. But I guess that was a big thing back in the day is that white people really didn't look at black people's faces, so they didn't see that, those kind of like characteristics, which is very I I don't know, it's uncomfortable to think about. But that was something they were discussing. Yeah. I read an interview or two about how like what we noticed instantly was not actually common knowledge back in the day. Honest right. to say They've, though. That yeah, and
0: probably like, they didn't interact with people of different exactly. races.
1: Yeah, like exactly. You didn't
0: intermingle like we do now. That sounds so weird to say it like that because I'm like, it's I don't, awful. I don't it makes view you feel it dirty. as purposefully doing it
1: makes that. Feel yeah, dirty I'm like, to say I mean, that. yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and growing up, I don't know, like, like I know growing up in a community because the church and school I grew up in was like, per, it was, it used, it was a mission school for like black families and then they e- extended it to white families so like it was a pretty like diverse community that i grew up in in alabama um like i know certain things that like well this is more like when i worked in customer service there would be things that oh old, usually older white people would say to me about like i don't like when someone's a secret racist yeah and you're the same race as them. It's like all of a sudden they're like trying to check if you're as racist as they are. Yeah. It's just, but it's true.
1: Yeah. It and is. they
0: would say things that were so ignorant. And I was like, have you never spent time with a non-white person in your entire life?
1: Like, yeah. how can
0: you like think that? Um, Like, but I feel like back then people were kept apart. I yeah. mean, it was illegal to have interracial marriage until the
1: 50s. Was it the 40s or the 50s? I think it may have been was it was I thought it was the Maybe 60s. Maybe the 30s. No, it might I, have been the 30s. I think it was the 60s, right? Because wasn't the Loving case in the 60s? Did I imagine that, imagine it. I feel like the Lovings were in the early 60s that they had to that that was the court case against the Supreme Court. Am I imagining that?
0: I'm double checking. Yes,
1: thank you. Thank you for being my fact checker. 67. Y'all my 67. God. Yeah. That is, that is
0: that is younger than my father. Yeah. That's so awful. Like, like you can't tell me people didn't get together. But yeah, it's it's crazy to think that people were so separate from yeah. people that weren't exactly the same race they were. It's
1: insane to think about for sure.
0: Yeah. It's ridiculous. But that movie looks really good. It's on my list. I just haven't sat down and watched it because I've had so much stuff going on.
1: Yeah. It, it um. was a really short watch and, I, and I, I did like it. Like I said, it's sad um and it's sad for reasons uh, it's sad for the obvious reasons and reasons not so obvious and i'll say that and i don't want to spoil it for okay. you if you do watch it so but if you yeah, do watch, i will you watch it
0: yeah i feel like it's gonna be like a portrait of a of a pieces of a woman pieces you, of a pieces woman. Of
1: woman pieces yes. of a woman yes
0: the one that I, 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 did you, I think you watched it too because it got nominated actually, for some Oscars. Did you end know, up watching I it? I actually
1: did. I, I got to see all the Best Picture winners last year, but not all the Best Actress nominees last year because she was nominated for it Best It was Actress good. Award. Yeah.
0: It was really good, but it was really like depressing, but mm-hmm. it was really good. I, I really think the performances were great in it. It just was very depressing. And that's kind of, I was like looking at passing in because I like the two main actresses have been in stuff before. And yeah. I recognized them, and I was like, "Oh, I want to see them in more stuff." And, um, but I like that they are doing it in black and white because, like, I do think it kind of it it kind of muddies the water yeah. of recognition recog- recognition for your brain, so it can one put you back in time, and two, like, understand how people did pass. And what that meant. I mean, Showboat. This is a really old play, and there's some problematic things in Showboat. Not gonna lie, but there's a whole subplot in Showboat about a woman who is passing. Um, the the woman that's one of the well, a couple women sing the song, but uh, loving that man of mine. Mm -hmm. Like she is, uh, technically, uh, African American. Um, but she passes for white and she marries a white man and they come and arrest her in the middle. Or they try to arrest her and I think they have to run away or something um, because, like, they're not allowed to be married legally. But that was also, like, showboat era. So that was late 1800s. So, like, it's far enough away that I'm kind of like, oh, that makes sense because people were super racist in the 1800s. And I know people were racist in the 60s. I just yeah. feel like I thought the non southern areas were probably more open to that kind of stuff but yeah i'm glad you saw passing um yeah. i didn't i i actually ended up i actually ended up watching the first two harry potter movies which i've already seen but they're not super christmasy but they're just christmasy enough that i decided to watch them and i watched our favorite your mom and mine's favorite bad uh christmas movie the spirit of christmas nice i didn't really watch it watch it i put it on the background it's still just as silly as it was before and i got further i got to episode i got through episode seven
1: of you season two ah what are you feeling about the second season do you like it as much as the first season i think i
0: like it okay i know okay joe improves as a character. In the second season, they do show some more sympathetic traits of him. It still doesn't make up for what he did in the first season.
1: Yeah. But, like,
0: he is more sympathetic. But, um, the point I'm at right now is where a certain somebody is in a certain place. And if they don't end this confrontation peacefully, I'm... If they don't end this confrontation peacefully, I'm going to be really pissed at it. Because this person doesn't deserve anything bad. Whereas the other person in the first season, yes. So I do think that season two makes Joe seem a little more sympathetic. However, right now, there's a confrontation between him and another main character. Um... That if it's not resolved peacefully, I will change my mind about him again. (laughs) Not that, like, okay, the end of, because I like this character, they're more redeemable than one of the characters from last season, who wasn't, didn't deserve what they got. But I was like, they weren't the best person either. Yeah. So I was kind of like, uh, I was like, uh, but it was still like awful. (laughs) Like, yeah, Um, the whole thing was awful. Um, but I really like uh Victoria Pedretti. Is
1: that how you say her last name? It I like her, right. Nell yeah. from Haunting of Hill House. It's nice mm-hmm. to see her now. Other than you, it, yeah. was there anything else you got to watch And you got to watch some holiday favorites and Harry Potter and Harry Potter, you know? Potter?
0: Yes, I did. I say this last week, I made uh Gizmo watch Gremlins. Yes, you did. That's for cute. the first time. That's I made cute. him watch Gremlins. And I almost turned on Elf for some reason. We did watch Elf. I watching... I... I... Okay, I don't dislike Elf. But it's not one I want to watch every year. Like, you know I only want to watch it once a year.
1: You know what's but it's funny? it's cute. It's... So, I will say this real quick. So, I had never seen Elf until the year I started dating Taylor... Which was, uh, 2013? Yeah, that's right. So, and Taylor's like, what do you mean you haven't seen Elf? Because that's, like, a staple in his family. And I thought it was hilarious. And I think I love it so much because it's such a... It is cute. It's such a good, like, heartfelt Christmas movie. And there is, like, some great comedic moments that are, like, comedy gold. Like, every, yeah. like, my favorite scene in the whole movie, and this isn't spoiling anything, guys. Hopefully you've seen Elf as a holiday classic, but it's the every time it rains, it rains pennies from heaven. And, like, Buddy's in New York City, and he's walking around. And you can tell it's just Will mm-hmm. Ferrell doing a bunch of improv shit, but it's hilarious. And I love that scene where he's, like, and he sees a sign that says, world's best cup of coffee. He goes, he goes to the thing, he goes, wow, well, you guys did it like Uh, that is cute i really i really like elf
0: yeah i really like it i feel like but i feel like it's like frozen for me like Mm -hmm. frozen's a good disney movie but people talked that movie up so much to me they were like it is the best disney movie that's ever been i'm like it still doesn't hold a candle to beauty and the beast but okay
1: Unpopular opinion: Frozen Two is so much better than Frozen. Frozen has an amazing soundtrack. I don't even want to
0: see Frozen Two. Frozen
1: Two is because really good. Like, Frozen, really good, is
0: just good. It's not okay. It's good.
1: I it's cried. Good. It's just I like cried nothing. during Frozen Two. That's how good it is. I didn't oh. cry during the first Frozen. I cried during Frozen. Listen, 2.
0: listen. I cry every time I watch Beauty and the Beast. So yeah.
1: That's a good one. Beauty and the Beast is my personal favorite. It's a good one. I did, I'll say this very quickly, and that's good. This is going to be the only other thing I watch other than passing the elf. So we, um, my nephew was in the car with us, and he just had his 15th birthday this past Saturday. And we were driving, and when me and him and Taylor in the car, we uh, each round songs. So, like, I'll pick a song to play in the car, then Taylor does, and then he does, and we go in a circle. And so I was like, oh, well, i got to introduce you to Tank. And so I was... Having him listen to Cowboy Bebop, and he loved Tank, But then he heard the real folk blues, which I've always—I gotta be honest, guys—I love Tank. But ever ever, ever since I was a kid, the real folk blues just gets me. And he goes, "This is a jam," and he wanted to watch it, so he started watching the series. But I'm so excited because there's three children in my family, and none of them have really ever taken an interest in anything that I like. Um, and he, this is like one of the first things that he's taken interest in that I really like. So I'm not trying to push him too hard, but I'm yeah. like, I'm like, so who's your favorite yeah. character? What did you think of this episode? What did you think of this song? And like the fact that he like responds and like answers it, it, I'm so excited. Like, I'm so excited. So, so. <laughs> Yay. That's
0: exciting. Mm-hmm. And it's nice when other people, I remember my cousin Megan's little girl, um, her stepdad, Jason, is a big Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. and she therefore became a huge Star Wars fan too, which is why I was like, I like Jason, because he likes Star Wars. Um, I was accidentally gifted two Millennium, Millennium Falcon toys as a child for the, on the same Christmas. Like, I asked for them, and, like, there was a miscommunication, and, like, I think my parents got it for me, and, like, my uncle got it for me, Aww. so I ended up with two of them. So I was like, I just have a spare. So my mom was like, Lou's really into Star Wars now because Jason's into Star Wars and like they bond over it. And I was like, she was like, I found one of your Millennium Falcons. Like, do you want to send it to them? And we did. And Megan sent me this picture of her like so excited with her Millennium Falcon. And then I couldn't find my second one when I moved, Um, but I ended up being gifted an original one just a couple years later. So I still have one, just not the original one. But it made me so happy that she also liked Star Aww. Wars. So, like, like we would go, like, I found, like, a Princess Leia action figure and we sent it to her because I, like, I was, like, in an antique store and it was, like, an older one. And I was like, she should have this. Um, So it's nice because, like, you know, I liked Star Wars as a little girl and I think there's a stigma, not as much anymore, but there was a stigma where, like, why would a girl like Star Wars? I was like, because Princess Leia is a badass and Han Solo's hot. Um, but, and I mean, it's fun. It's just a fun thing. Also, the Ewoks. I don't know why people don't like Ewoks for some reason. There's like discontent in the ranks about Ewoks. Ewoks killed the Empire with sticks and rocks. Like, shut the fuck up. Um, but yeah, so I get it. It's like the same thing. Um, I guess we need to talk about the movie that we're, we watched. And as our intro suggested, last year, Britt and I both um, ended up watching a little movie on our break between uh, filming uh, season one, and season two. Uh, like, I think I watched mine on like Christmas Eve or something. I was like hanging out at home, chilling. I watched the, <laughs> the season two Mandalorian uh, finale. Oh, which was awesome. And then I watched this movie and uh, we both texted each other about it. and We were like, have you seen Better Watch Out? And we we're like, yeah, I just watched it. It was so good. I wish we had known about it before the season ended so we could do it for Christmas. So it's back streaming. I did see that it's going off shutter four days from when we're recording this episode. Aww. But I think it should still be on Amazon Prime. Yeah, which is where I Amazon mine. Prime didn't, because it was on both. Yeah. So, but it was originally a Shutter exclusive, Um, but don't worry, Gizmo's fine. He's just being whiny. Um, But, so we both ended up watching it, and I was, this was a movie I didn't know anything about, and it ended up being, like, quite the shocker, and there were a lot of twists and turns that, some of which, like, you might see coming, and most of which I didn't see coming, and I was pleasantly surprised
1: by Which, by the way, do not watch the trailer. I didn't watch the trailer before watching this movie. Um, And so the twist was a twist for me. And I loved it. It elevated the movie for me. But um, I guess... And I was actually looking at posters for this. And the posters for a lot of this... Like, some of the posters they put out for this movie also ruins the twist in the movie. Which is really disappointing. So... Yeah, I saw that. Which
0: the one thing I want to do for the artwork might be a little spoilery, but not... I'm going to try to do it in a way that isn't very spoilery, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. more vague than I want to do it. Sometimes that happens. Like, I didn't want to do... Like, this week, like, I did something with the shoes and I was going to do red laces for... But I was also like, I don't want people to think we're pro-red laces. Yeah. Um. So that's why I only did the other side, but that's okay. Like I also really didn't want to draw a swastika. Yeah. Honestly. i don't blame had you. had no uh no desire for that. But it is hard like when you're trying to do art that encompasses or like a or a poster that encompasses the movie, but then you're like this is the best part. Oh, but it's going to like make everything like it's going to spoil everything. Yeah. So, I I get it, but also I'm like but a poster is promotional. People can choose not to look at fan art. Yeah, exactly.
1: Which I guess I can give a little bit of a backstory about uh, about the, the director of this movie. So once again, we are talking yeah. about Better Watch Out. It uh, came out in 2016. It is on Shudder and Amazon Prime. As of this episode, it'll be taken off Shudder by the time this premieres. However, it still should be on Amazon Prime. Um, so it was directed by a man named Chris Peckover. And he's a Texas native. He's a Texas boy, um, but he directed a movie called *Undocumented* in 2010, which was an indie horror film whose synopsis is reads as: A documentary crew runs afoul of sadistic radicals when they follow illegal immigrants seeking uh, uh sneaking over the U.S. border. So he directed that. And then he directed the short called Alive and Well in 2007. But he also did <laughs> Alive and Well in 2007. And he co-wrote Better Watch Out. Uh, he uh, wrote Undocumented. And he wrote the short The Walker," Which brings me to Sat Khan, who... Um, he was the original he came up with the, the original, original story. Yeah, he was the original writer, yeah. came up with the original story uh for what before Better Watch Out was Safe Neighborhood. Is what the original movie was going to be called was Safe Neighborhood. Yeah. Which I li- I like the new title. I like the newer title better. I did too. It's more ominous. Now I did realize they do Yeah, look look at one point goes, "We don't need cameras. This is a safe neighborhood." So I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. where the title came yeah. from." But it's, it's still in this I yeah.
0: I both love and hate when they say what the title is in Mm -hmm. the movie, though. So I was kind of like, I'm glad they didn't um, do that.
1: It makes sense also because it's a holiday movie. Like, Safe Neighborhood would not evoke anything holiday-themed to me.
0: Right. Which I do love about this movie. Like, without spoiling too much, it really embraces the Christmas decor ...an environment and uses it without it being... It's, it's so much like Home Alone where Christmas is present, but it's not the main point of the plot. Because yeah. the main point of Home Alone is Kevin got left by his family at home... And he's home alone. But that could have happened any time of year, you know? It just so happens it happened on Christmas. And there's, like, Christmas stuff around, which makes it Christmassy. But it the plot doesn't rely on Christmas. This one doesn't rely on Christmas. It's just an interesting point. And it does come to play. Like, there's certain plot points where, like, people are out of town. So they don't have as much help. Or, which is, like, home alone, too. Um... And there's definitely a lot of Home Alone references in this movie. Um which is good and terrifying. So, yes. <laughs> but it is true uh they did myth bust a lot of the Home Alone movie. Um there's a really good episode of MythBusters where they go through and figure out what could have actually happened in Home Alone. It's very interesting. Um uh, I love when they do the movie ones cuz it just makes me laugh. Um but yeah, uh this movie like it, it really embraces the Christmas spirit and the season. Like it starts out and there's like a snowman and like the 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 font is just like like holiday font. Like you just you're like this is like the Christmas Carol, Muppet's Christmas Carol font is basically what it is. And it's all bright red and it's just like very much like Christmas, but a horror movie. They also like like immediately kids are saying, Fuck you, motherfucker like, while well, they're throwing snowballs at each other. So it's it's very obvious that it's not supposed to be a family-friendly holiday fair either. So they're pretty obvious with it. Um, but I do like apparently Chris Peckover added an extra character and um, changed the plot a little bit. Um, when he reworked the original script yeah,
1: in, with in the, the original writer. In the original, yeah. So he did partner with Sack, the original writer, and basically what I heard was that the second half of the script was going to be gore porn. And he was like, ah, you know, you have this million-dollar twist, but I'm not really digging the second half of the movie. So they rewrote it, they added an extra character, and it became what we now have, which is a really cool like different surprising movie and what's great what i love about this movie is that there is violence in this film but it's like the it's one of those more is the less is better approach which i think is really cool too yeah less is definitely more yeah i
0: do like too that it is a movie where it does go very dark yeah but it never i when you think it's gonna it does cross some lines but i never felt Once I finished the movie... I will say when I was watching the movie twice, I was like, this is too far. But once I finished the movie, I was like, no, that was perfect. Yeah. But it's really a movie that you have to finish it to understand the entire perspective. Because uh, expectations change throughout the film. As the plot progresses, your expectations of what's going to happen changes a lot, too.
1: Yeah. So. That's true. But it's, Um, it's really good. I would definitely... I mean... Go into this, I would I would recommend it for sure.
0: I would definitely recommend it. Um, it's not, like you said, less is more. It's not incredibly gratuitous with the violence, but it's definitely not for someone who isn't okay with children being involved with violence. And I think that's probably... The biggest part is that a lot of the main characters are under... Most of the... I think all of the characters are teenagers. Yeah. Or, like, they're between 12 and 18. Yeah. So, you know, I would say that. Um, it also stars two, the two kids from The Visit, mm-hmm. which they can actually act, surprisingly. So, <laughs> like, sorry I met Shyamalan. Like, they were kind of cringy in The Visit. They both give a really good performance in this movie and I was like, Wow, like, look at them. Also, all the children are
1: Australian actors. Yeah. So and- funny enough, did you read this? So he he was originally working, I think, with a I wanna say a fifty thousand dollar budget. Maybe it was fifty or five hundred, it may have been five hundred thousand dollar budget. And literally there was a company in Australia that was like, Hey, if you come over here, we'll give you two million US dollars, three million Australian dollars to film it over here and he's like oh hell yeah so that's why it's filmed in australia so you got an american director but mostly australian actors and then they were filming during a australian summer but it takes place in a winter america
0: (laughs) yeah so they must have had to pump in some fake snow yeah i'm guessing if it was in australia Well, and they do a really good job with, like, the Christmassy look. It looks like Christmas, and it looks like winter. And then they've got two American actors, Virginia Madsen, Mm -hmm. um, who is famous for uh, Candyman. Yep. And uh, they also have Patrick Warburton, who, if you don't know his name, it's Kronk. Yeah. Or Jill Swanson. From New Groove. but yeah, uh, yeah, he's Kronk and Joe Swanson. He's done a lot of stuff. Like he's constantly like showing up on television shows and movies. He's got a great voice, yeah, really recognizable deep voice, and he's got really good comedic timing. And Virginia Madsen is very funny in this movie, too. Like she's very funny, um, and they're not like in a lot of the movie, but it is like it's interesting that they got them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, supposedly, like, those were his first choice. It was, like, the first choice, and they they just sent them the scripts, and and both actors read it, and were like, yeah, we're in. So, they didn't really have to audition. They didn't have to audition them like they did the kids. Like, casting the kids was super hard, Uh, and Casting for the kids went uh, on a lot longer than they expected it to. But he did say that Levi mm-hmm. Miller, who, of course, plays Luke in the movie, Levi stood above the crowd. Like, he like, Levi was so talented. And I, as we get into spoilers, I will say all the actors did incredible with their parts. Yes. Uh, but there's a reason that Levi kind of sticks out a little bit, and we'll get into that. But Yes, um, definitely has a more great. challenging
0: yeah. role. Mm-hmm. They all have challenging roles, though, I think. Absolutely. So, we're going to get into the synopsis,
1: y'all. Okay, guys. So, this is the synopsis. Young babysitter Ashley just assumes it will be another quiet night watching 12-year-old Luke. However, Pisa and Har movie soon gives way to nightmares and violence when an intruder breaks into the house. However, all is not what it seems, and Ashley's about to uh, be in for anything but a silent night. Uh,
0: Yeah, so I guess we're going to say spoilers, y'all. Spoilers. From here on out.
1: So yeah, we we uh, are please at do it.
0: not spoil this movie.
1: Please don't. It's another one please that has a great movie. twist. And I can tell it's a great twist because the second time around, no, sorry, the third time around I watched this. Um, I watched it with my sixty two year old mother and my fifteen year old nephew, and the joy of seeing them react to some of the scenes was phenomenal. So don't give away the twist. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, uh please don't give it away. It it really is very very fun to watch with having no expectations i think that's probably why it stood out so much to both of us last year is because we didn't have any expectations and it was just on shutter so it wasn't like i i didn't see a trailer beforehand so i was just like what is this i kind of thought it was going to be stupid honestly and then it ended up being really good yeah so yeah i really really liked it and um so yeah so spoilers um go watch it on amazon prime or if you're catching this early on shutter Maybe it'll go somewhere else, too. And I'm sure on Amazon Prime, usually, like, you can still rent it, even if it's not available for most things. So people should
1: still be able to uh, get that. So, yeah. So, beginning of the movie, uh, some little shits. Knock over a snowman. And we get these really like beautiful scenes of like this neighborhood during Christmas time. Lights are out. It's very snowy. There's children playing, and we see this young babysitter who is named Ashley. Ashley's played by Olivia De De Young, uh, and she De Young yeah. De Young. And she was uh, Becca, the sister, in Shyamalan's The visit. Uh, she was in a movie called Scare Campa- Campaign. This TV series Will. Uh, she was El Thompson Society. Yes, Society. Um, and Caitlyn the staircase miniseries. But and you probably saw this too, Katie, uh she's about to play Priscilla Presley in the Baz Luhrmann upcoming Elvis Biopic. I
0: didn't know it was Baz Luhrmann. Yes. I just saw that it was an Elvis pick. Okay. Well then yeah, that that should be interesting. Baz Luhrmann is such an interesting director. But mm-hmm. I haven't watched anything of his in quite a while I feel like but uh, Moulin Rouge certainly had an impression on me as a young child
1: mm-hmm.
0: so uh, but yeah I'm ex- that that's exciting she I, I will say The Visit is kind of because it's supposed to be found footage like she's okay she does a good performance in it but it's just the script's kind of eh um, there's a lot of like child dialogue that doesn't really sound how a child would talk and, like, that's not really her fault. Um, but uh, sh- she's really good in this movie. Um, so I think she's just improving her acting skills. And honestly, I enjoy watching The Visit. I know it's not really scary. But it's kind of injo- – It's writing it's that fine Shyamalan line between being kind of good and really bad – and like, but it rides the line enough that I don't know if he was trying to make it funny bad um, or if he was trying to make it good, but I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it, I wouldn't say it, it's not like The Sixth Sense or um, Unbreakable or anything like that. Yeah. It's not like that good. And Split was definitely scarier, but. Um, it's good. Um, I would definitely watch it. But yeah, Ashley's like driving to pick up her charge, who's played by Levi Miller, which we said, who has been in some big stuff, but not a ton of stuff yet, because he's still very young. But he played Peter Pan in the movie Pan, which I've never seen, but I know Hugh Jackman was playing Hook, and he was like bald for it, and it was like a big deal.
1: Yeah, it is a box office. Um, and off and then he was also... You.
0: Yeah. He was also I think he was um was he Calvin or was he the uh I don't think was he Calvin? Yeah he was in Calvin in Time He was Calvin I, Yeah. Okay. Which I love that book. I have never enjoyed any of the film adaptations of A Wrinkle in Time. I couldn't even bring myself to watch this one because I watched the mini series and it was eh. So I just like yeah, was not into watching it. But I love that book. Um But and he's also in American Exit, Mm -hmm. but I haven't seen that. But I haven't either. I like him, he's a really good actor. He is a really Um, good actor. But she's
1: did you have any other ones he was in that I missed? Um, I'm trying to make sure real quick. He is, I did want to mention he's about to be in an upcoming 2022 film called Before Dawn. Um, and he's actually gonna be in with Ed Oxenbowl, who's Garrett. So they're going to be reunited for a movie that's coming out next year. So something to look out oh, for cool. before dawn. So. I guess
0: since we mentioned Garrett, we'll go ahead and mention Eric Oxenbold who was also in The Visit. He was the brother which he was the most cringy and I, he's he gives a great performance in this movie.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, Definitely is, is a director's actor. But he's also been on The Reckoning which I've heard of. But I haven't watched
1: Comedy Bang Bang and The Exchange, so oh. he's definitely pretty active. And Ed was also uh, Alexander and Alexander and the hor- uh, terrible horrible no good. Very oh yeah, bad day. yeah.
0: So, <laughs> which was another kids' movie. I'm like, I liked the book. I, I love the book. I was too old yeah. to watch that movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but the movie's really the the book's a great book. It um, is. and I I don't mind that they're adapting that one. I'm just like I like the book. Um, but so. Uh, Garrett is uh, Luke's best friend, and on her way to drive to babysit Luke, she's talking to her mom, and we kind of learn that she's moving in a few days, and she has a boyfriend, but no, she's not gonna invite her boyfriend over, she's actually babysitting, um, and she's so distracted talking to her mom that she almost hits an adorable kitty cat on the road. She doesn't. She stops and there's a whole group of carolers that just kind of like looks at her like, (gasps) she's like, sorry, Merry Christmas. Um, And there's another car you kind of see near hers, which is kind of ominous. And then um, we come to Luke and his best friend Garrett um, discussing like this plan Luke has for finally getting in with uh, the elusive Ashley. Um, They're looking at very adult things on the Internet and um, kind of talking much older than they actually are. Uh, Garrett's not very confident that uh, Luke's going to be able to bag Ashley. Um, but Luke's like, oh, I know what women want. And Ashley, because she's moving, he's like, this is my last chance. I got to make it happen. So, yeah. So they, they're they talking about all this stuff. We do meet Virginia Madsen and Patrick Warburton, who play Luke's parents. Um, I think the mom's name is Deandra, mm-hmm. I want to say. And, um, Virginia Madsen, as we already said, among other things, was the main character in the original Candyman movie. Very great actress. She's very funny in this movie. Um, and Patrick Warburton, a.k.a. Cronk and Joe, um, plays the dad. And they have a lot of, like, they're always bickering and making fun of each other. But they also, like, don't seem to hate each other. Like, they just seem to be, like, you know, just bickering. Like, you do. When you've lived with somebody for like over thirteen years, you know. But um, they're funny. She she makes a bunch of she makes a very crude remark about like, are you sure you never sucked a dick because your uh, decorating taste suggests otherwise, which isn't like which is you know, I don't know, borderline problematic joke, but it is something I feel like someone would probably say. To their husband because she hides his ornaments under the Christmas tree. Yeah. He's like, Where are my ornaments out, honey? She's like, Because they're too flashy. It's, it's, it's funny, though. And he's like, I thought when he opened the door for Ashley, when the dad did, I thought there was going to be something suspect with the dad at first because he was like, You look very attractive. And I was like, What? My mom said um, under- like, You look good, too. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, it's normal, so I was like, maybe it's just, like, when you see a kid growing up, like, because they, she's been babysitting for them for years. Yeah. He was just like, oh, like, I remember, like, 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 some of my aunts and uncles are like, oh, my God, you've just grown into such a beautiful young woman, and you're just like, thanks, because it is weird to see kids grow up into adults that you've known. It's strange. Yeah. Like, when a child used to babysit becomes the babysitter of your child.
1: Yeah. That's true, that's true. And so um, so they they do discuss with Ashley, you know, that they're going to miss her. And then uh, Mrs. Lerner discusses mm-hmm. with Ashley about how Luke has been sleepwalking again. And uh, so they hear a noise, and poor, poor little Garrett's in the bathroom looking for some itch cream because his shoulder's itching him. And there's a line that, like, that I will come back to this later on, but she tells Ashley, she's like that kid is such a bad influence, like talking about Garrett. And so Mm -hmm. Ashley does call her boyfriend, Ricky, um, after they leave. And, you know, uh, he's concerned. Ricky's concerned because, come on, they're teenagers. He's in love with her and she's about to move. Yeah.
0: Oh, before the mom leaves, Mm -hmm. she also, not only is he sleepwalking, but he needs to take a sleeping pill. And he's got like a, they put a pencil on his doorknob. Yeah. To um like see if he's been sleepwalking or not. And she's like, Oh, what he doesn't know won't hurt him, which shows that obviously they treat him like he is like a five year old when he's twelve. Yeah. And that must be frustrating as a kid. Especially that age, because Luke seems to be want seems to want to be taken seriously as an adult at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so she does call Ricky and um, she sees a spider. She freaks out. She's obviously scared of spiders. But Luke just gently swoops in because he's so sweet, right? He just gently swoops in, moves the spider out, even hurting it. He's a
0: sweet little boy.
1: He's just a sweet little boy. And so, but she does tell Ricky. She's like, well, maybe we can hang out if the kiddo falls asleep early. And, of course, Luke hears this kiddo comment. It hurts his feelings. And she walks by um, and there's like a family portrait in the hallway. And Luke is wearing this really unusual skin mask that has like it almost looks like there's like uh antlers coming out of it kind of deal yeah um because they do linger on that picture and so she goes in the living room and looks just suddenly opens a bottle of champagne and continues to drink it despite ashley being like please stop please stop drinking um so then she takes it away and she goes to the kitchen and of course as she goes to the kitchen she's like oh my god garrett must have left the back door open because the back door is open garrett you dick yes and so uh, Ricky keeps texting her and calling her because, come on, he's a seventeen-year-old boy and stresses her out. So she takes a swig of the champagne uh, as she's dumping it out, and uh, you know, Luke notices this, and so they're starting to loosen up a little bit. Uh, but then the phone rings, mm-hmm. and she answers it, but no one's on the other line. So it's like, okay, these are these yeah, are some weird things. She-
0: well the freakiest thing is when the phone rings, she's about to pick it up to order pizza. Yeah, that's true so too. It's just the timing is weird. yeah and she's just like, oh my God, which I mean that it happens once weird but not that big of a deal. Yeah and Luke keeps trying to kind of slyly hit on her like grab yeah. her hand and stuff mm-hmm. and it's a little awkward. yeah, they start watching a movie and um in all the confusion ashley forgets to order the pizza and she sits up and she's like oh my god i forgot to order the pizza and then the doorbell rings and there's a man with pizza and it's like okay and then luke's like oh my dad probably just ordered it's fine she's like it's also very weird um and uh they go she comes back to the living room and luke has lit candles yeah on the coffee table and she's like he's like ambiance," and she's like Haha, you're so weird tonight kiddo and he's like ha, yeah definitely um and eventually they're watching this movie and it's a scary movie and ashley gets scared and she grabs his hand and he kind of like takes it as oh it's my turn for my move and he tries to kiss her and she's like, Luke, no. And he's like, why not? You've been drinking. I've been drinking. Why won't you kiss me? And she's like, because it's the most inappropriate thing ever,
1: which is what you should say to a 12-year-old. Yeah. Because that's gross. And what bothers me about, like, the second time around watching it is that literally, like, seconds before he had put his hand on her on her knee and she moved it. So I'm like, she literally moved your hand seconds before. What made you think that the second time around was an invitation? It wasn't, like, at Yeah. All. So. It's not. Well, and again, like, this is
0: not excusing it. He's a child. Yes. He doesn't have a full- And he's been drinking a lot of champagne, As a too. child. He's been drinking champagne. And he's been drinking champagne. Yeah. Which, I remember having one glass of champagne, like, on New Year's Eve with my family as, like, a 13-year-old. And I was like, I'm crazy drunk. I really wasn't. But, you know, it, and your your brain isn't fully developed at that point. So like you do make rash decisions, but also it's cre- it's 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 predatory behavior. Yeah. If he was five years older, if he was seventeen, I would be like, that is a douchebag. Walk away from that. But you know, when you're twelve, I feel like you can still correct that behavior. You can be like, that's an appropriate kid. Like you need to learn that before you like actually start dating people. Like no means no. Um, it'd be nice if they taught that in school, but, you know. Yeah. One step at a time, everybody.
1: Um, and then they get another creepy phone call. Yeah. And it's a voice, and it's like, I see you. And, uh, so. And she <laughs> flips the bird. Ashley the bird. does. She's like, well, tell me if you see this. And she flips, uh, she, she gives whoever's the finger out the window. But then she realizes the door is open again. She, like, f- naturally freaks out. And she's like, Luke, toss me my phone. And his dumb... Drunk ass accidentally throws her phone in the tank. And so then, mm-hmm. like, they're freaking out. And, you know, Luke is like, I'm going to be the big man. And so he opens the door and, like, screams out. he's like, stop this. I know Taekwondo. And then suddenly a figure tackles him. But it's Garrett. So it's just his buddy, you know, messing around. Whatever.
0: Yeah. So it's it's like, ah, uh, it was just Garrett.
1: <laughs> but then they hear a crash. Yeah. They hear a crash and, and so like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ashley does the rational thing. She grabs a knife and she starts to go upstairs, but the boys start to follow her. And then they find a brick for the window. So they're like, Okay, we need to call the police, but all the lines are down. And uh Draven notice Draven or Taylor notice one of the network names was Get Off My Land, which I'm <laughs> wait, like, wait, no no, no 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 no
0: no 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 You said Draven or Taylor notice.
1: Yeah. They did, yeah, it said... Oh, no.
0: oh, oh, when you were watching it, I thought you were calling them Draven and Taylor, and I was like,
1: that's not the kid's Yeah, that's not the kid is... names. No, no, no. Draven and Taylor knows <laughs> a sorry. different... Sorry,
0: no, sorry, Ryan, cut that.
1: No, you're good, you're good. Uh, Draven and Taylor knows the different um, names for the networks, and one of them is called Get Off My Land, and they're like, get it, like, landline. And I'm like, oh, that's clever. Um, but everything's uh. down. <laughs> everything's down, and so... They go downstairs and they're like, We're just gonna get the fuck out of here. But there's a knife in Ashley's tire. So Yeah. Yeah, that's not an option. Fun. Yeah. So That's that's really shitty. Yeah. <laughs> and then Garrett like comes downstairs. He's holding the brick, and on the other side it says, You leave, you die. So Garrett runs away, <laughs> and as he runs away the out fuck? the back door, he's shot. So Yeah. I was like, oh my god, what the fuck? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's pretty fucking, uh, scary. Um, and, um, Ashley and Luke, Luke's like, um, Ashley's like, what are we going to do? And, uh, she asked Luke if his parents have a gun. And he's like, yeah. She's like, okay, we're going to get the gun and then we're going to hide. And they kind of get stalked by this figure throughout the house. And there's some pretty tense scenes where, like, she falls out when they're trying to crawl through a place. And I was honestly like, oh, this is, like kind of legit scary but i also noticed i was like this is happening kind of early on in the movie like i didn't expect it to get this creepy this early um but they're hiding from this figure and um you know ashley's terrified and luke seems to be terrified too and then she notices that like the figure is scratching his shoulder like garrett was scratching his shoulder before and he's wearing a mask
1: like luke's, like luke's, mask. luke's
0: ski mask and mm-hmm. And she's like, holy shit. And she opens the door. She's like, Garrett, what the fuck? And he's like, uh, dude, what do I do? So apparently it's all been an elaborate ruse. And um, by the, which I think this in the script was originally happening much later on in the script, the reveal. Yeah. But I like that it's here because you're like, wait, what kind of movie is this? Yeah. Because. Sh-
1: Go ahead. Oh, no, and that's the thing that going back to that tire, that really pisses me off, like, even more the second time around because I didn't, in the reveal, I didn't think mm-hmm. about, like, I was like, oh, my God, I'd be pissed if I was her. But I didn't think about, like, they literally put a knife in, the, in her car tire.
0: Yeah, it's infuriating, and, like, the second time you watch this movie, you're just like, little shits, what the fuck? And I love Ashley because she's not just, like, she's not having it. Yeah. She's like, you need therapy. You guys are disturbed. That wasn't okay. And Luke was like, I thought you would, like, love me if you let me save you. And she's like, what the fuck? And she's yelling at him. And saying, like, I'm about to call your parents. This is it. Taking authority. And Luke smacks her in the face and knocks her down the stairs and she is knocked unconscious. Yeah. And then Garrett's like, what the fuck? Which apparently was not part of the plan. Um, but as Ashley comes to, she's Tied with she's uh tied with duct tape to like one of those like uh like cane chairs, Mm -hmm. like like kind of those light chairs. Um and she's overhearing the boys talk about who they would fuck marry or kill on Adventure Time. Yeah. Which I've only seen a few episodes of Adventure Time. I only know a little bit of it. Um, but it does sound like something little boys would talk about. They also are, like, talking about if the paint can thing on Home Alone would work or not. Oh, and, um, look- and apparently they've been taking
1: Oxy, Oxy as well. Yes. And, uh, I did want to say real quick, so there's a shot, because Garrett is riding around this this beautiful house and like on like a razor scooter or some kind of scooter. And I didn't realize after I was looking up about the movie. So a lot of the film's budget went to building this house and they built this house very specifically so they could get certain shots. They could do certain tracking shots. So. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: this house is beautiful by the way. It, it does look like the home alone house, which I was always like, they must have a really good job because they have a ton of kids they're going to France. Yeah. And they have that house. What does that father do on Home Alone? Um, But yeah, so it's it's kind of terrifying because now you're like, so these kids are like tables have turned. Yes. Tables have turned. And this was when I was like, what kind of movie is this? What is going on? But I was so interested, but also like terrified because I'm like, what is going to happen with these children?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so Ashley, because she's coming to, she's trying to tell, um, she's trying to tell the boys she has a concussion, and uh, he he ignores her because he like it's like a power trip, like he feels like he's in control. So he's like, "Well, I want to play truth or dare," and he's like, he basically implies he's gonna roofie her, her if she loses. So he questions things about her sexual history. He's like, "How many guys have you slept with?" He doesn't say it that politely. And yeah, she's it's like
0: disgusting.
1: Yeah. And she's like, none. And he's like, what? Well, everyone knows you, you know, you fucked your other boyfriend. And she's like, No, I didn't. I broke up with him because he said I did. And so, um, you know, Garrett then dares um Luke to touch Ashley's breast and he does it, and he gets a little fuckboy boner doing so yeah. yeah. This was like
0: the part that I, I was hoping that someone would like ring the doorbell.
1: Mm-hmm. And interrupt it. But it doesn't. And it's not gratuitous. No. You don't, like, see he doesn't, boobs yeah, or anything. And you'll see him touching her chest even. Yeah. So. But um, she stays no, graced. But it is,
0: like, it's kind of disturbing. I love this. A child. I
1: love this, though, so, because she stays so, uh, like, graceful. Because, basically, <laughs> he's like, how that feel? And she's yeah. like, like, a little boy felt me up. And I'm like, like,
0: oh. <laughs> I love that part. Yeah.
1: I was like, ooh, suck it. Sick burn.
0: Um, but eventually ricky shows up and a ricky's played by alex mickick mickick
1: yeah mickick however you say that last name i do want to mention um, real quick she does because it i think it becomes a little essential she does uh she gets frustrated and she's like luke truth or dare and she's like uh D- truth did you ever tell garrett that you killed his hamster which is the first moment of trust yeah. that's like broken between garrett and luke when he finds out. Like, he's like, yes. you, you said... I forgot. I, for some reason, I thought that happened later, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he apparently <laughs>
0: has never told them that. Yeah,
1: but you're right, but Rick, Ricky does show also up. Also sad. Yeah, Ricky does show up, like, right after that, though. Yeah. And
0: I bet you recognize Ricky because he was on... Well, no. No, Preacher's not the show you watched. But I was, th- I was thinking Preacher was Banshee. Because... <laughs> a sheriff and a preacher apparently the same thing yes i think they're both about people who come to towns though and pretend to be something i don't know anyways he was in preacher secret city and five bedrooms in saint augustine which i haven't heard of but
1: i have heard of um preacher he's supposed to be very good he was also a voice artist in the nightingale so i guess he was one of the singers in The yes nightingale. oh yeah yes i wrote that down So I don't think he's actually in it,
0: but Mm. I think he sings in part of it. So that was a cool little dink. I was like, oh, that had beautiful vocal music in it, too. Yes. Um, So that was quite cool. So Ricky shows up and he has flowers for Ashley um, because he's trying to apologize for her and um, apologize for her, apologize to her and um he's like hey ashley it's me and like luke's like oh ashley's got menstrual cramps because again he's a 12 year old boy he probably doesn't understand that periods are very normal things and when you're an older teenager or adult it's not weird it's not weird to have cramps Um, but to him as a kid, he's like, oh, it'll gross him out. So he's like, oh, yeah, she's having menstrual cramps. And then Garrett's like, and mad diarrhea. And he's like, Ashley, I don't care what you have. (laughs) It's fine. Um, and also while he's there, Ashley is trying to get out of the chair, but they're playing Christmas music on full blast so that he can't hear her trying to get out. But she does manage to get a shard of glass. ...off the floor while she knocks herself over so she can hopefully start working on her restraints. Yeah. Which I thought was really smart of her. Um, but eventually, uh, Luke follows Ricky up and uh, he attacks Ricky. They attack Ricky and Ricky fights back. But when they have the gun, Ricky backs down and then they tie Ricky up now. Oh so now Ricky
1: and Ashley. And this are tied was up. Uh, during the confrontation with Ricky. The the reason I do wanna mention this is because it's the first real like violent, violent scene in the movie. So he stabs Ricky in yeah. the face with the pencil that was on his door. Yes! Both my, it's so awful. My mom and Draven both gasped and covered their mouth. They went <gasps> like, because, and I think the first time I watched this movie, that part really shocked me, because I did not see that pencil for the cheek coming. <laughs> like, it's fucking Yeah, up.
0: it was, I didn't mind it the second mm-hmm. time, but the first time I was like, <sighs> mm. Yeah. Um. Also, how are you going to explain the bloody pencil, kid? Come on. Yep. Um. But yeah, so now they're they're both tied up. And, um, luke uh tells ashley to call her ex jeremy who i love this uh jeremy's played by i'm gonna say his name incorrectly because i'm honestly not sure you say it Dakri, yeah or dacare i, don't I know. think
1: dacare sounds
0: right uh montgomery DeCare? yeah uh montgomery from stranger things yeah. it's billy from stranger things i was like what hey billy he's not in the movie a ton uh, but I just love that he was in there. Also did not know he was Australian. Yes. Um, I will say there only one time did Ashley slip into an Australian accent and it was only when she was yelling yeah. at them. They pretty, they maintain pretty consistent American accents. Yeah. I gotta say.
1: I will say also that the care was also a uh, Jason in the Power Rangers new movie. So he was the Red Ranger and he's also, yes. he's also starring <laughs> like, in this what? upcoming Elvis Presley project as Steve bender um so it's pretty cool who's steve bender i'm not for sure i need to look it up so but i'm like it's pretty cool so him yeah, and Olivia, is... him and Olivia will be in a movie together again too so that's cute yeah that is cute he was also i heard of in vitro he was also
0: an in, in vitro he was so i da- have heard of, i think he I wrote and directed watched. that one too It was a short right oh okay yeah, yeah it's a short that's male narrator um yeah, who's Steve? Oh, Steve Binder. Oh, Binder, who not Bender. Steve Binder? Who are who's you? Steve Binder? I'll have to look that up later. Who are you, Steve Binder? Who are you? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's someone, like, close to Elvis Presley that people who are really big Elvis fans are like, he's Elvis Presley's second cousin and he was their first manager or something like that. That'd yes. be great if I actually guessed that, but I honestly don't know. Um, Anyways, Ashley is like, hell no, I'm not going to call Jeremy, even though he's a douchebag, because I'm not going to get anyone else involved in the situation. And they start teasing Ashley and um, Ricky even more. And they're like, yeah, Ricky, I bet you bang her every night, which is really gross. And he's like, she says she's a virgin, but I don't think that's true. And he's like, oh, my God, wait, because Ricky's obviously, like, a nice guy. The thing is, Ricky is such a nice guy. Um, And that's what makes this movie so, like, good is because he is a nice person. He's not a douchebag. And he's not going to lie about it. He's like, no, like, no. And he's like, oh, my God, what a loser. Um, also... But, I did Luke look, and... You go oh, I'm sorry.
1: I, this bo- So, I didn't realize this till the second time. This was one of those movies that I felt a little bit more rewarded because you're so caught up in the action the first time, but then there's a lot of nice details. So, Luke gets Ashley's phone out of the fish tank, and there's a plastic bag wrapped around it. So, he had the four foxes yeah, wrap a plastic bag. he wrapped bag. a plastic bag. That's insane. Yeah,
0: he's a dick. Yes. He's a dick. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to cut so, you off. So, he... No, no, that's an important part. He gets her phone, takes it out of the plastic bag and um, ends up texting. He calls Jeremy who hangs up (laughs) because he's like wrong number. This isn't Ashley's number. (laughs) He's like, no, I'm calling for on Ashley's behalf. Um, So obviously Jeremy's not the brightest bulb in the box, um, which is he's he's just a bad boy. Um, But Ashley figures out that Luke probably, like, that Luke texted Ricky. Ricky didn't just show up. And Garrett is like, what the fuck, man? Because that was not part of the plan. So Luke's trying to act like it's a surprise that Ricky showed up and, oh, my God, you guys have, like, really hurt our, um, like, caused problems for us. When it's like, oh, no, you wanted them to come here. And um, Garrett's starting to, like, kind of not trust him as much and kind of to further so discontent Ashley brings up the the hamster thing again and how I don't think it's then but starts hinting that maybe it wasn't an accident yeah so yeah she does now, she, Ricky is she smart. literally says
1: yeah. she's like you know this isn't you She's like she's trying to reason look she's like this isn't you this isn't you I mm-hmm. remember we killed Garrett's hamster you cried when you told me and he leans down and he's like it wasn't an accident yeah. And you're like, okay, so he and you're kills like, small what animals. The fuck. Yeah.
0: Which is a really bad sign. Yeah. Obviously. You all know the signs. We all watch true crime. Um, now, Ricky distracts the boys by uh, wetting himself intentionally. He's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And they just pees. And uh, Luke freaks out and goes to get a bunch of paper towels. And. Um, Ashley starts cutting through her bindings with the piece of glass. Um and and Ricky kind of asks Garrett when they're alone during this sequence like why are you even friends with this kid? And Garrett's like he's my best friend. He's like he's a dick. Um but Luke forces Garrett to bring Ricky out to the foyer so they can home alone him with a paint can. And um, th- uh this scene this was very tense. Yeah. Um, Ashley's like trying to trying to cut through her binding. She gets three quarters of the way there. She still has one arm attached to the chair, but it's a it's a light chair, so she can run. Garrett is having reservations. He doesn't want this to happen, but he's not brave enough to stand up for himself. And Ashley gets the gun and runs into the foyer, and Ricky's like. Trying to reason with them. Trying to be like, you don't want to do this. Please don't do this. Like, what What can I do? He's trying to reason with Garrett. Please, ma'am, please don't let him do this. And uh, just as Ashley has the gun, she's like, let go of it, Luke. And he does, but he throws it at Ricky's head. And um, th- they do a really good job of not showing the actual violence, but showing the reactionary part of it, of Garrett. And uh, Ashley and the paint splattering, so you know what happens. Yeah, but you don't see what happens. But it basically smashes his head,
1: and there's like no turning back at this point. Like at this moment, yeah, you've killed. It's like everything's like really mean spirited and awful what the boys are doing. But this is the moment. It's like okay, someone's dead. Like there's no coming back from this now. Like anything's free game from now on. And
0: Ashley kind of pulls a cowardly lion and runs out with the chair still attached to her, tries to make an escape. Oh, because she they've also realized that the gun isn't loaded anymore, mm-hmm. which sucks because he's like a responsible parent never leaves ammo near with the gun. And I'm like, uh, oh, fuck. Um, but she, she runs out with the chair still attached, fights with Garrett, breaks free of the chair and, has the the arm of the chair still attached to her arm, and starts screaming because she sees the carolers from earlier. And just as she's, like, getting their attention, she gets knocked back down. And so they turn around, but they've missed her. And so she gets drugged back into the house. And this time they bind her up with duct tape and Christmas lights. Which I think was very, actually, it's a very cool visual, but it's also very sick. But an interesting way to use Christmas decorations in a horror movie. Yeah. And we get this little interlude of Luke entertaining the carolers at the front door while Garrett's securing um, Ashley's bindings and Ricky's smashed in face body is just sitting there in the foyer and the carolers have no idea. Yeah, and... I kind of thought he was going to poison the carolers, honestly. But I'm glad it didn't go that
1: far. I'm glad, too. And so poor Garrett, though, is completely disenchanted at this point. Like, you can tell, like, he is done. He's not happy. He And, you know, and so they're talking about Jeremy coming over. And he's like, and I'm going, I think Luke says something to the point of, like, I'm going to deal with him. And Garrett's like, deal with him. And so Luke tells Garrett, he's like, you yeah. owe me. He's like, you remember the time I did this for you, and the time we were still money out my mom's purse, and all this stuff. And it also adds, it never explicitly stated, but there's some there's some little uh, hints in the script that maybe poor Garrett's home life is less than ideal, and because Luke is privileged and Luke has like a a nice house and money that he manipulates Garrett all the time, and it's actually like really upsetting when you think about it
0: luke luke takes advantage of garrett yes luke takes advantage of garrett and the fact that garrett doesn't have a stable of a home life yeah and luke is so privileged and so used to being in his opinion above the law above rules that he's like we're gonna get away with it there's nothing wrong and he just manipulates poor garrett and Garrett's starting to realize that he is not the same as Luke, and he is obviously mentally more well adjusted, even if he's quote unquote a troubled kid, mentally he's much more well adjusted than Luke is. Like he understands the line.
1: And that's that's morality. That's what earlier in the movie it it breaks my heart watching it the second time around because literally Luke's mom's like, That kid's a bad influence. It's like, no, Luke is the bad influence Mm. on Garrett, not the other way around. So But yeah. you,
0: you, you see what you want to see in your own kid. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's a Very rare person true. who can see the faults of their own child.
1: Yes. But we do have Jeremy arrives. And this is a comedic moment. And all I could think of when I saw Jeremy was like, oh my God, Taylor used to wear flat bill hats when we first started dating. And it's <laughs> not. Ew. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. Uh, as soon as I saw him in that hat, I was like, what the fuck is that? Um, but this, he's like... This so,
0: actor, which I... This actor he, is so good at playing the bad boy that you understand uh-huh. why people would date him. And I he, I hope he's a nice person in real life because I don't want to just say that about somebody. But, like, he's just very good at playing the bad boy that people date and then they realize, oh, no, that was a mistake. Um, yeah. Also, does he not remind you of Robert Downey Jr.
1: a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Like a young little bit. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he he's like just really cute. Movie. And it's really funny because he like totally picked out because they were like, hey, uh, they were telling him uh, early Channing Tatum. And he's like, got it. And so he brought all the clothes to sit as a character. <laughs> yeah. So like. <laughs> oh, All they had to Channing say was Channing Tatum. Tatum and like he 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 understood the assignment as the TikTokers would say mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah as the um,
0: TikTokers would talk about.
1: Yes, <laughs> but it's interesting because he's coming in through the backyard because Luke says, come for the backyard. And as he does, he trips over the cannon they used to throw the brick into the house, which we were like, ah, because at first, the first time I saw, like the second time I saw, it, I was like, wait one minute. Remind me again how that brick could be thrown, but Garrett's right there. and It's like, oh, they use a cannon and then they ran around um or they set the cannon to go off. Mm-hmm. So I was like, clever. Mm-hmm. I went and thought of that. Um, mm-hmm. clever, girl, clev- clever girl, clever clever girl, clever boy, what have you, but Luke peers I out of really nowhere like looking like a fucking creep and he's like, you know, Ashley wants you to talk to me first and it's really funny because he's like, no, <laughs> and he's like, but that's no. what she wants, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I love that Jeremy's like, dumb, but not dumb enough, like, he is dumb, but he's also just like, uh, no sir, I don't. He doesn't care about propriety, yeah. Which might have saved him if he had listened to his feelings. But instead, Luke convinces him to write an apology letter to Ashley, um, which he does. And as he's finishing it, uh, Luke put this is a really cool kill. Um, yeah. He puts rope around his neck, uses a lawnmower to string him up, and it's it's so sad because there's a swing set. On the on the tree, that or I guess it's on the swing set, and he's trying to like keep up, but Luke just keeps pulling the the lawnmower, and like he s- basically stages Jeremy's own suicide. Yeah, he's trying to make the whole thing look like it was like a th- like a love triangle gone wrong kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and, and I did I did want to mention. Awful it is awful and it's really shocking and the way it's filmed because they have like i think 14 different shots that are interwoven you see a really cute black kitty cat too because it runs across his feet right before he's mean to the kitty cat yeah he he does he kicks kicks that kitty cat so it turns out that he had uh he had less than three weeks to start filming for power rangers and his like His, like, casting agent and stuff was like, you know, this could be his big break in Hollywood. We can't have anything happen to him. So, they, like, took extra, extra precautions to make sure nothing could happen to him. So, if you watch, like, the -the behind-the-scenes footage, they have him, like, they have it specifically, like, where he's not. It's like, the way they film it, it looks like he's being hung, but he really was in no danger the whole time. Because they were like, we can't have anything happen to him. They did a good job filming. They did really, really good.
0: Because it looks really good. It does, yeah. Yeah, it looks terrifying. It's a cool kill. It's an interesting kill. Uh, Like, Jeremy's obviously not a nice person, but he's also... Well, he did kick the cat. The cat's fine, though. The cat survives. Um, But, like, at the same time, does not deserve to be hung up or blamed for murders he did not commit. Just because you're a douchebag doesn't mean you're a murderer. Yeah. Um... And meanwhile, Ashley has kind of started working on Garrett. And Garrett is finally realizing that Luke is not his friend. And he starts untying Ashley. Yeah. he's
1: trying to. Yeah. And it's really, it's really, I, I also love Olivia's acting because like her, initially like she still has a tape over her mouth so she's doing like a lot of acting with her eyes and you can see like the sympathy for garrett radiate for her despite her circumstances and so yeah. he starts to untie her, and he he's like i'm so sorry i'm gonna make this right and he leans over and he like gives her a very sweet swift kiss on the cheek and yeah then he's knocked out of the frame by uh by being shot Mm Mm-hmm. With a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: Luke's like, I told you not to touch her, you douchebag. And you're like, oh, my God. And it's so sad because Garrett's like, you shot me. Like, he's genuinely surprised. This is supposed to be his best friend. And he shot him. And he's like, you weren't supposed to touch her. She was hands off. And as he's saying, I want my mom, Luke shoots him again. And then he yells at his dead body saying, look what you made me do. And he's yelling at Ashley, look what happened. Oh my god. Of course, not blaming himself at all. Because, of course, nothing is Luke's fault. Privileged asshole. Which I do love this actor because he does look like the innocent, perfect little boy. But it it makes it so much more evil when he shows his true colors. But he does a really good job, like, being a believable... He's such a brat. He's such a brat. And he's an evil brat, and that's yeah, it's fucked up.
1: Yeah, and because you think he's like initially he's upset that he shoots Garrett, and then it's like a switch is flipped, and he's like, it's okay. He was starting to annoy me anyway, and it's like so cold and so callous, and um, but I think it's the first. It's I I personally think it's the first part of the night that didn't go as Luke planned. Like, I think he definitely planned for yeah, Ricky's... Yeah, I don't think he
0: meant to do that. Yeah,
1: he planned for Ricky's death and Jeremy's death, but Garrett's death was impulsive and I'm not plan. Well,
0: and he's, like, reveling in the joy of killing Ricky and Jeremy, yes. which is disgusting. But he's, like, excited about it.
1: He's like, that was so cool. His head exploded. Yeah. Oh, my
0: God, look what I did. It's disgusting. Um, He's a gross person.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Well, Ashley's
0: like, oh... I'm not getting out of this. After, well, she does try to reason with him one more time. Yeah. Beforehand. She does kick him in the balls, too, which, good for you, girl. Yeah.
1: And that's what she's like, you know, she's like, you're never going to let me go. And he, like, once again, she's tied up and she can't do anything. And he's like, yeah, I was never, you're right, or guilty. And he puts his head on her and he talks about, like, how his... it like mentions he has sleeping issues and he's like yeah you know my mom no longer held me she used to help hold me till i fell asleep and then ashley is like i know exactly why she doesn't hold you anymore and she just shuts off and it's a great moment because Mm -hmm. it's like literally luke has everything he's wanted but she won't give him an answer and so she just closes her eyes and she ignores him like calling he's like just yell at me do something say you want to go home and she won't she won't say anything
0: yeah, so she just shuts down and closes her eyes, and he's, like, freaking out like a brat, like a child. And he comes around her, gives her a little kiss, and stabs her and says, good night. And um, then is, like, okay, I both, so when this happened in the movie, I was pissed. I was like, oh, my fucking God, are you going to let this brat get away with this? I'm going to be fucking pissed if that's the end of the movie. But also, props for going that dark. But I was like, I was pissed. So there's this montage to music, like, happy Christmas music, of him cleaning up after his own crimes. And, and like, he, like, puts a pencil in the guy's cheek again. He, he wipes up all the fingerprints. He's just, like, going about it like it's chores. He's tracking his parents driving home.
1: Which I yeah. was like,
0: nice touch, I guess. And like he's planned everything, and um, he even the only the only thing he can't get right is the pencil on the door. So he has to go out on the roof in his pajamas as his parents are coming home, and almost gets caught, but does go back in bed and he, enough to put on his quote unquote fetus machine, which is like, I guess it's one of those like it, it makes like a heartbeat noise for people like womb noises. White noise, but it's a heartbeat noise.
1: Like wound. Yeah, which yeah.
0: is kind of creepy. It sounds like heartbeats, like whoosh, 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 whoosh yeah. like that kind of heartbeat. Um But okay. Um And of course, his parents come home and they start screaming and they're like, oh my God, Luke, are you okay? And like his mom's holding him again like he always wanted and he's like so happy. And the dad's like talking to the police officers. He's like, I just talked to Garrett's dad last week, so... Um, and But he's, like, so happy. Luke is like, I did everything. It's perfect. And then you hear somebody yell from downstairs, this one's still alive! And it's a great reveal because Ashley is still alive. And Ashley is being loaded onto the ambulance. And she sees Luke looking down on her from his bedroom window and just gives him the finger because he's fucked. He's fucked royally. And um, very exciting. Um, but I love
1: there is an end credit sequence do you want yes, to talk about that I do so um, because you're like haha bitch enjoy your mommy hugs and then like literally the credits start mm-hmm. rolling and uh, after like 10 seconds Luke goes uh mom I'm really worried about Ashley maybe we should go see her at the hospital and then it starts playing the bitch. credits again so it like perfectly sets it up for like a part two yeah Which I wish it
0: had gotten, but it really didn't. Yeah. Um, But it it was, this movie, I will say, was such a pleasant surprise. It was such a refreshing, like, because we watched this after we watched Black Christmas 2019, and it was terrible. And we were like, why aren't there any more good Christmas movies other than Krampus, which is never streaming around Christmas for some reason. Oh, they Um, want you to pay for it. They want you to pay for it, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it'll be streaming in July. It'll be fine. yeah, um, exactly. but yeah, we were very much like, I just kind of watched it, and I was like, I was so like it's so refreshing because it's like, again, it could take place at any time, but I like the Christmas atmosphere and it's fun. And, yeah, definitely a high recommend. Um, what were your pros
1: and cons, Britt? Um, You know what I I just one the actors are really good and I I love Chris Peck over as a director because he gives so much credit to his actors um like he just basically sings their praises especially with Olivia like there's a scene with spiders where she almost falls out of the attic and spiders are on her face and those are real spiders Mm -hmm. and um They were supposed to be CGI, but they were running out of money. They were running out of budget. And she was like, you know, I I believe in this movie. Just put real spiders on me. And she was terrified of spiders. So it's like, you had not only great young actors, but great dedicated actors. Um... I I like the script. I like that they took away the gore porn aspect. And um, it had a million dollar twist. I always love seeing great twists in horror movies. And I'm so glad that the movie, Mm -hmm. the twist came halfway for the movie. So it was like, it was a very interesting first half and second half. Because you didn't really know where the film was going Mm -hmm. at any given time. It had unique kills. I like the uh, less is more approach. Um, So there's a lot of things I really liked and enjoyed about this movie. So...
0: Yeah, I I love how, like, they also have this, like, study of adolescence. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's obvious that Luke means therapy. We already talked about this. How he misses being a baby with, like, the fetus machine. And he's transferring all of his, like, mom problems. Which his mom seems perfectly lovely. Yeah. He's just like, I, I am a, I'm a brat and I think I deserve more. Which just goes to show you, you can be a good parent and still accidentally raise a monster i guess um because you can only control so much of what they get exposed to i guess um but like he he's transferring all of this energy to ashley but he's not really mature enough to have a real relationship you know and and like the whole like like just just sneaking in the fact that he killed small animals and and like we said garrett Talks tough but is more well adjusted and is but is unsure of himself. Luke is yeah. more sure of himself and Garrett is unsure and insecure. And insecurity brings out a lot of bad things in people. And Luke is insecure about him at self as like a conquest, I guess, but uh conquest conquistador or whatever of ladies, but he's sure that he's gonna get away with murder. I also love the use of Christmas decor and Christmas yeah. music, because it's not like, I don't know, it's just so good. This movie, I'm so mad that it's not more widely received, because yeah. it is really good. It it's is. like the Home Alone of horror movies, and I like it, and I'm surprised I hadn't really heard about it until, because it's from 2016, Yeah. I'm surprised I haven't heard about it until recently, but thank God for um, streaming services, or else we would have never known this. I don't really have anything con, except that, like, it does get a little basic in the middle with the slasher aspect. Not too Mm -hmm. much. Um, And it's a little unbelievable. Some of the stuff I'm like, that wouldn't be able,
1: you wouldn't be able to get away with that. That's too much. I don't. I've explained most of it. I personally don't care how nice the neighborhood is, you have a security camera. Like, yeah, well, I think that, or did Luke just lie to them because. Well, no, because remember, that's what she, because, she uh, Ashley asked us something about a security camera. He goes, we never needed one where we live in a safe neighborhood. But I'm like, well, yeah, but maybe, maybe they just had a really good system and he didn't tell
0: Ashley because he wanted her to think that.
1: Oh, but wouldn't that, that catch everything on camera then? Like, who was coming in and out of the house? and Not if they just had a system. Not if they just, he, and not if he undid the, it didn't say either way. Oh, okay, honestly. you're talking, oh, I'm sorry, you're thinking, you're talking didn't. about security system, I'm thinking security camera, because, like, I think, like, yeah. Taylor has, like, a camera in our living room, and then, like, facing our front door and back door, so, like. Yeah, that's what I have. I yeah. Have-
0: yeah, I have cameras too, but I, th- I but regardless, yeah. yeah, they're like I'm in a safe neighborhood. We don't have to worry about it. But yeah, I think excuse me. I mean, most people have some kind of security system. I feel like by 2016, a lot of people did, but maybe maybe not quite as many. Um. But yeah, did you um did you have a rating for this movie?
1: I did. I had two ratings. So I um I actually rated this a seven out of ten. Um I it's not like an Academy Award winning film. I wouldn't say it's one of the best horror movies I've ever seen, but it's really good and it's really solid, which is mm-hmm. to me, it could have probably even been elevated to a seven and a half. I just don't think it was quite an eight for me. But I mean it's it's a solid good seven. And then I did yeah, have a. I gave gr- it a seven two. You did too. Okay. I gave I it a seven two because I kind of feel the same way. Really solid,
0: surprisingly great, but I wouldn't say this is like the next Hereditary or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, did you give it a Groundhouse rating? I
0: did. Do you want to go first? or do You want me to go first?
1: Uh, whichever. I can go first if you want me to. So, uh, sure. Yeah. Why not? So- so, I rated it H. Oh, but you're, there we go. Your mic was going
0: off for a second. It's back on.
1: Okay. Um, I rated it H for horror movies, home invasions, and the holidays. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Um, I had two.
0: I had rated L for lights, ligatures, and little brats and rated p for paint cans perverts and privileged brats i thought they were brats
1: i i did okay so i i like both of those ratings very much the only thing is you think there there are any spoiler alerts that's the only reason why i'm like ooh, because i really really like them i just wonder if they're like oh they're brats because they're kids Yeah, that's why I
0: feel like brats are better. Mm -hmm. Maybe the pervert ones and paint cans might be too much. Unless we just said perverts and paint cans. Yeah. Perverts might be too much. Perverts. Privileged perverts and paint cans. Privileged.
1: Uh, What was the first one again?
0: I rated L for lights, ligatures,
1: and little brats. I think I
0: like L. I almost had little boys, but I thought that sounded really creepy.
1: Yeah, unintentionally. Right? I get it, but yeah. at the same time, like, yeah, I like little brats better.
0: I was more referring to her
1: line where she says,
0: little, like, you're a little boy, and I was like, mm, ugh. Okay, we'll see Rated L then. Rated L! Ligatures! I only know the word ligature because I watch too much true crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um... But yeah, that's better watch out. I think we would both recommend, right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, recommend. Watch it this holiday season. Um, Definitely. I mean, it's pretty violent, but it's not crazy violent. I feel like anyone over the age of probably 14, well, you, you now, I don't know about kids, but I think most people would
1: be okay with watching this.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I'd want a kid to watch this because they might get the wrong idea.
1: Draven Draven I mean, just turned 15 and Draven goes, that guy's a sociopath. That's like his actual words. Okay, so yeah. so
0: if your kid is, has the maturity level of Draven, all good. Yeah. <laughs> That kid's a
1: sociopath. If your kid
0: thinks that kid is cool, then your kid
1: is a sociopath, and you need to get him into therapy right away. Yes. Yes. And then Draven goes, that's a good movie. That's a good movie. Like, he said that again today. He went, that was a good movie. (laughs) I was like, I'm glad you liked it, Draven. And, but Garrett was his favorite character. I'm like, yeah, because you would be a Garrett, Draven. So...
0: I like Garrett though. I did too. I was really really
1: bummed when he died. Yeah, I was. was I mean, Ricky was sad,
0: but I kind of saw it coming. But Garrett, I was like, oh my god! And then I was like, Luke is just pure fucking evil. Like he's an evil, out of control brat. He is. Um, yeah, the movie's great. I love it. It was such a surprise. And sorry, it was such a surprise. And I hope, I hope there are more Christmas horror movies that show up because I would really like to see a few more um, like this come out. So here's hoping some new ones will come out. I know there's one that sounds really depressing that's coming out. Um, what is it? I can't remember. What is it called? Is it Silent Night? The one Night? where, like, the world's about to end? Silent Night? I think it might be called Silent Night. Yeah. Where, like, there's, like, a poisonous gas that's about to kill everyone on the planet on Christmas Day. So everyone has, like, these big Christmas Eve parties and it's got all of these, like, really famous British actors, and I'm like, like, the little kid from Jojo Rabbit's in it. And Keira and stuff. Knightley. And, like, and Keira Knightley, and I was trying to find the whole cast list. Uh, yeah, Keira Knightley, Lily Rose Depp, Depp is even in it, Matthew Good, Annabelle Wallace from Malignant, Lucy Punch, who's hilarious, uh, okay, those are the only people I recognize by their faces, I think maybe the kid that played the other kid, JoJo's friend, maybe was in it too.
1: Oh, I love kind of that kid.
0: Familiar. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, though. They might just all look very similar because, like, they're all supposed to be family members too. So a lot of the kids look really oh, similar. Oh, and Awesome like, and Deus. Blonde boys.
1: Awesome and Dais is in it. Matthew Good. Yeah, it's Matthew yeah. Good, right? Yeah, that's Ozzy. Yeah. But I guess we should. Talk about we are going on Aussie man. He's a duck, a dick. Sorry, no, it's okay. Aussie man, Dickus. Aussie man, Dickus. Um, we uh are taking a small break. Uh, so officially, I guess this is kind of like the last episode of our season two. Um, because it's definitely the the last full episode, yes, yeah, yeah. So, yes, I don't,
0: uh, we might depending on how we're feeling. We might do a year-end thing, but if we do, it'll be very casual and very short. But we shouldn't be back until January 4th, which is when we plan to do a live stream watch party um, where we will be watching John Carpenter's The Thing with our editor, Ryan. So you guys can meet Ryan and... um, we'll we'll record our intro before we watch the movie we'll turn on the stream and we'll watch it Hope we're doing our youtube channel which is grindhouse girls pod um so we'll try to put links up for the live stream um i've never done a live stream none of us have done a live stream so forgive us if it crashes and burns but that's the plan um, and if not, if the live stream doesn't work out, we will just tape our reactions, and um, you can find the movie and watch with us, because obviously we can't show the movie um, on a streaming, because that would be copyright infringement. Um, but Ryan's never seen this movie before. Nice. So, I'm I'm excited. And also, our lovely friend Dalton that came on last week uh, donated a... Um, a, a digital copy of the thing. So, um, we'll... I think we're going to do some kind of giveaway. Yes. Um, we'll try to work on the details and post them. I'm guessing... Probably, I would say, like, anybody who watches the stream... Well, no. If you're a follower on the Instagram, we'll say you're entered into it, I guess. If we'll, we'll figure something out. I don't know. How do people do giveaways? Uh, we haven't done one yet, and we're overdue to do one. Um... So, because we've already hit over three thousand downloads, and um, we briefly hit three hundred Instagram followers, and then people left because I guess they didn't like our punk rock music this last week. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it's okay. It is. It's fine. I just found it funny. I was. I didn't make a post. I always wait a couple days when we hit a milestone because on Instagram there are so many bots that I'm always like, I know our numbers are padded by a few bots at the very least. Um, but I was double checking where the thing was streaming because I know it has been streaming. Um, if you don't know John Carpenter's The Thing, by the way, John Carpenter's The Thing is a remake, but it is probably the best representation of how good a remake can be. Yes. Um, because it's a remake of The Thing from Outer Space, which is featured prominently in John Carpenter's Halloween. Um, that the kids are watching while Michael Myers is stalking them, and then he later on remade the thing. Um, so right now it is streaming on Stars, um, and it is not the one from um, 2011. Don't watch that one. But so that's that's the plan. Is that we'll do the live stream on the fourth, so we'll be back early but we won't actually release the episode content
1: until the next wednesday um which will be the 11th i think yeah that sounds right because yeah seven days later or no the 12th 12th so because we'll be recording on tuesday releasing on wednesday um as we wrap up
0: the year um i do just want to say thank you for listening thank you for finding us um thank you for all the likes all the shares all the reviews. Um, uh, I just appreciate you guys so much. We love you guys. We hope you have a very safe holiday season. Um, remember to wash your hands. Take your vitamins. Um, and uh, get vaccinated when you can. Um, remember not to overexert yourself over the holiday and take some time for yourself. There's a reason we take time for ourselves at the end of the year. Um, everybody needs a break. Everybody needs to take some, some time for yourselves and um, just be safe. Make good choices. That's what they used to tell me in college. And we love you guys. And I we can't wait for season three. Season
1: um, three. But thank you
0: for um, yeah being here for season two. We did a lot of really cool stuff. Finally got to go to movie theaters again um saw a lot of cool things and there's a lot of stuff we saw in theaters that haven't hasn't been streaming yet that i'm sure we'll cover next year and if there's anything you want us to cover in the future please make sure to dm us or uh, leave a comment somewhere let us know what movies you want us to cover and thank you so much for everything guys thank you Britt, for another wonderful season and thank you to all of our guests that have come on this season And also, thank you, Ryan, for coming on as our editor. Uh, It means a lot that we have like a little team together and we wouldn't be here without
1: everybody involved. Thanks. We love you guys. Yes, yes. So, echoing um, everything Katie said, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, guys. Uh, It's a rough time of year for a lot of people, but uh, we are so glad you're here. Um, Take a breath. Uh, you know, drink your water, like Katie said, take your vitamins, get a little bit, get some fresh air outside, um, just take care of yourself, um, don't, sorry, one of my dogs, incidentally, Riley sneezed, bless you, bubba, um so yeah uh thank you so much for all the likes the comments the subscribes the follows the messages uh to our guests uh we love each and every one of you you uh you refresh life uh to the podcast every time one of you show up we, <laughs> we do love you all so much um and thank you thank you yes, Katie. it's been be more. it's been another hell of a year it's been another hell of a ride um uh thank you better than 2020 yes better than 2020 every every year gets better better. and better and better and uh thank you ryan for for joining us uh we're sorry you didn't know exactly what you're getting yourself into but we're glad you're here still uh uh, so thank you um
0: also Ryan turned a three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour conversation into a one-and-a-half-hour episode. So please give Ryan a round of applause, y'all. That was amazing. I was like, oh, my God,
1: how did you do that? That I'm was so amazing. You. Thank you. It is awesome. So thankful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Ryan. And, uh, again, thanks to each and every single one of you. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful, magical, safe, healthy, happy holiday season. Yes. And if nothing else, we look forward to um, in 2022 seeing you. Same spoopy time, same spoopy channel. Yes. Stay, stay spooky, spoopy, y'all. y'all. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Night,
0: you guys. Guys. Night, Gizmo. Night, friends. Bye. A day. Bye, puppies. Gizmo says night, guys. Bye. Grindhouse Girls Podcast is a production by Katie Dale and Bort Bray. Our editor is N.R. Moody. All music used is royalty free and can be found in our annotations. You can follow us on all of our socials and if you have any comments, questions or just want to say hey, our email is us at grindhousegirlspod.com Thanks for listening.